Hey, everybody. Here at Keep Talking Podcast, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have a health or fitness-related episode because I'm a personal trainer in my spare time, and I'm a total health and nutrition nerd, and I think it's very important for you to focus on your health and nutrition and fitness as well. Now, a lot of Keep Talking's audience is non-native English speaking, and the language in these episodes is often advanced English, but... I'll make sure that I speak clearly and concisely enough for all non-native speakers and, of course, native speakers to understand. All right. Enjoy the episode. All right, everybody. Time to talk about whether or not we can eat a diet that is healthy and sustainable for the environment at the same time. Now, I know there's probably a lot of eye rolls already thinking about this, like, oh, here we go with environmental sustainability. How much of it, like, like, why do I say that? I say that because it's hard. It's hard to change a lot about the way we eat and the way we live our lives. And also some people, myself included, are probably not that convinced that, you know, the way we eat, especially as individuals, has that much of an impact on the environment. Um, and I'll admit that, you know, I'm someone who is way more into health, fitness, and nutrition than I am into the environment, okay? And you'll see that as I I talk through this, right? Now, I guess before I even start, so double disclaimer on this episode. Number one, I'm not a doctor. I can't give you medical advice. Number two, I'm definitely not an environmentalist, all right? Now, the reason I say that is just because like, I when I make episodes like this and when I have discussions like this, I kind of act like I'm, you know, someone who cares about the environment, but let's be clear, actions speak louder than words. You know, if I really cared that much about the environment and I believed everything that people are telling me, I would not eat nearly as much red meat as I do, for example. Like I eat about a half a pound of red meat per day on average. It's not that much, but I mean like, you know, plenty of red meat, right? It's like it's a daily thing for me. I'm not someone who says oh, because of the CO2 and the methane emissions and the fact that it's bad for the environment and it supposedly wouldn't be sustainable if everyone in the world ate as much red meat as I did, I'm not going to eat it. Well, no, I, I don't do that. So, like, my actions speak much louder than my words. I clearly don't care that much about the environment or I'm not that convinced that it's a big deal, so to speak. And anyway, though, I want I wanted to address this a little because, like, it is something I think about. It's something that's always in the back of my mind. It's something I've had conversations with a few people who are very involved with Keep Talking about um, and who tend to be more environmentalists, I'll say, than me, including Diego, the owner of Keep Talking. And it's interesting, too, nowadays how nutrition itself is a political topic. You know, the environment is a huge political topic. And, yes, what we eat, like, our health is highly politicized, right? And part of it is by these environmentalist movements, some of which I consider part of, uh, you know, kind of a, a push towards plants agenda, which I don't always agree with. I definitely don't agree with it for our health, and I'll get into some of the reasons why here. Um, and really, it kind of started, you know, about, well, five years ago, I actually did an experiment where I was a vegetarian, not a vegan. I was a vegetarian for about six months. And the main reason was because I was thinking, well, yeah, I want to reduce my environmental impact, okay? And it, it was never really like about, um, you know, some people do it for moral, ethical reasons, you know, not wanting to harm animals. Um, it's a whole nother rabbit hole when we talk about what all species are harmed when we're consuming plants, but that's a whole nother deal. This discussion isn't really about the ethical, moral implications of, you know, killing animals. It's more about um, 
just the impacts on the environment and sustainability in terms of can humans continue to survive on this planet or are we going to blow it up into a fiery ball of methane and carbon dioxide within the next 50 years because we ate too much meat and because of that there was too much methane and carbon dioxide in the atmosphere i don't know right um so that's what this is all about right it's about can we live sustainably and eat a healthy diet at the same time now why why is that probably hard well I'm someone who is convinced now that eating animal products, not necessarily like red meat all the time, although I do think that's very good for us, I think that eating animal products is almost essential. Yes, I think that being a vegetarian and definitely being a vegan, vegetarian wouldn't be quite as difficult, but being a vegan and being healthy is very difficult, okay? And if you find that statement controversial, I'm more than happy to talk about it. Like I said, if you're into veganism for uh, a lot of different moral, ethical reasons, that's great. And I support you in that, but I think that it's very difficult to be healthy as a strict vegan, okay? And I'm going to go into a few of the reasons here. Um, and so, yeah, this is kind of the debate. It's like, okay, I think that we need a certain amount of animal products in our diet. However, we know that supposedly based on everything that we see, it's worse for the environment the more animal products we eat, okay? Like we always hear, you know, that the red red meat, for example, is the worst thing, right? I mean, a lot of it, I'm sure, depends on how the cows are raised, things like that. I mean, it's interesting because I look at these these graphs just from our world in data, right? Greenhouse gas emissions across the supply chain. And this one actually breaks it down into like, you know, not only does it show which foods have the highest versus lowest greenhouse gas emissions per whatever quantity, it even shows like where exactly the emissions come from, whether it's land use change, the farming itself, animal feed, processing, transport, retail, and packaging. Anyway, most of it comes either from land use change or farming. But like, okay, the point of this graph here is, of course, that beef, lamb, cheese, you know, beef in particular has the highest emissions. Then you have lamb and cheese, you know, up there. Uh, things like chocolate and coffee actually have a, quite a bit of emissions, which is good because I only drink one cup of coffee a day, usually, maybe two, all right? Anyway, uh, but I do eat a decent amount of chocolate. Then, of course, you get down into things like eggs, rice, milk, and then way down on the list are different types of plants, fruits, nuts, legumes, things like that, right? Like way down, like the environmental impact is supposedly like one one hundredth of as much as, as beef has, right? So theoretically, eat less beef and eat lots of these other things, these grains, these legumes, these vegetables and everything, and you're doing better for the environment. And that would be the best way for us to sustain ourselves as human beings. Now, here's the challenge. Why do I say that I'm convinced that most of us, basically all of us, I think, should be eating animal products, okay? And probably including some red meat in our diet because we all have heard the things about how, well, you know, red meat is going to increase your risk for heart disease. Red meat is going to increase your risk for colon cancer. Well, I debate those claims. I think that most of us should be avoiding processed meats or just processed foods of all types, and we should be avoiding overcooking our meat, okay? Now, just red meat itself, when it's you know minimally processed, when we don't overcook it, and when it's ideally from a source that doesn't have uh, you know hormones or antibiotics, chemicals, things like that, I think that it's very beneficial for us. Um, you know, red meat has a lot of good nutrition and arguably is maybe even healthier than white meat just because it has high quality proteins it has saturated fats and some unsaturated fats and even the saturated fats 
I'm now convinced we shouldn't be that concerned about. I think there's plenty of evidence to suggest that saturated fats, which have been demonized, saying, oh, it's going to raise your LDL cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, which is going to lead to atherosclerosis and increase your risk for heart disease. A lot of new evidence is coming out to suggest that the saturated fats are actually not as big of a problem as things like refined carbohydrates and sugars, okay? not going to get into the LDL rabbit hole here because it is a rabbit hole and I've been down it, but essentially it all depends on the type of LDL particles and the way they build up in your arteries, okay? Very long topic. I think I even did a previous episode about that. But red meat has um, you know, a lot of uh, minerals, zinc, selenium, um, heme iron, which is more bioavailable iron, B12, niacin. These are all very important things for the way our body functions. It has those in good quantities. And I'm not even talking about organ meats, which I believe are the healthiest foods available to us as human beings, things like beef liver, for example. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about muscle meat, right? Like steak, you know, the meat we have in burgers, things like that. White meat in general, like chicken, doesn't have quite as many of those minerals that I just mentioned. I mean, it is good for us. And people will say, well, if you're looking for a lean meat, especially if you're trying to gain muscle without adding any fat, white meat may still be better, right? Um, Anyway, the point to this whole thing is, is that um, in terms of, well, obviously they're extremely high quality proteins. They have a lot of these other minerals. And why do I put such an importance on protein? Well, I, I am one who I'm a big believer in we should all be trying to build and maintain muscle. There are some people in the longevity space who, you know, say that we should be having a low protein diet essentially because diets high in protein have been linked to higher rates of different types of cancer and things like that. I somewhat disagree with that. Part of it is just because we know that muscle itself is a very important organ for longevity. A lot of times uh, the reasons people die in old age is oftentimes because of falls and things like that because they simply don't have the strength um, you know, to get around or to break a fall if something like that happens. Keeping muscle for life is very important. Muscle, you know, in the research I do, is one of the most important things for longevity. So we should not be doing anything that would reduce the amount of muscle that we have on our bodies. Now, um, how much protein do we need? You know, that's definitely up for debate, right? Uh, I still argue that most of us should be having, you know, around maybe 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight per day. So like someone like me who weighs 200 pounds or a little more should be having at least 150, maybe 160, 170 grams of protein per day. And this is not even just like bodybuilder recommendations. I would recommend this for the whole population, you know, even if you don't do that much heavy exercise, which you should be doing some form of exercise and, you know, lifting some things or doing some resistance training to, to you know, give those muscles, you know, put those muscles to work a little bit. It's good for us. I think all of us should be having adequate amounts of protein. Now, why is it important to talk about, for example, animal proteins versus plant proteins? Well, just because animal proteins are theoretically a better source of proteins than the plant proteins. You've probably heard things like the essential amino acids, okay? So there's about 22 different amino acids. Nine of them are essential, meaning that we have to get them from foods, okay? Now, Animal-based proteins, red meat, white meat, eggs, things like that, have all of these essential amino acids. Plant-based proteins do not, okay? Now, there are certain types of combinations that you can use. Like I hear things, for example, like you can combine rice and beans uh, or grains and legumes or even like rice protein and pea protein, I believe, to get all of the essential amino acids in a plant-based protein. 
Um, however, I'm still not sure if that's as good of an idea just because theoretically you would need a lot more calories, I think. Like essentially protein per total calories in animal products is still almost always going to be more, right? Um, so long story short, you probably, if, if you're only having plant-based proteins, you probably actually need to have more total protein and therefore more total food than if you were just having animal-based proteins, if that makes sense, okay? Um, you know, other things that are hard on a plant-based diet are things like B12 deficiency. You've probably heard about that. Um, anyway, and, you know, like let's say you're going to be just a vegetarian, not a vegan, you know, that might work. If you can include eggs in your diet, eggs are pretty damn good all around. And they actually supposedly only have like one twentieth of the impact on the environment compared to beef, according to all these graphs, whether or not you believe them, right? Eggs have tons of the B vitamins, B6, B12, vitamin D. I personally pay more for these pasture-raised eggs with these super orange yolks that I get that are packed with vitamins and, you know, that supposedly might be better for the environment as well. So, you know, I, I could see people saying, okay, well, yeah, I'm going to get all my protein from eggs, maybe not quite as high quality as the protein we get from meats, but it's pretty good. Um, like I said, if you're going to be totally vegan, I really do think it's hard. I think it's hard to get enough quality protein in your diet. You can, of course, supplement with a vegan protein powder. Um, that can help. Um, and actually, just speaking of protein powders, like uh, there is a lot of discussion saying that whey protein, for example, and collagen protein is much better for the environment than like meats and things like that. It's kind of strange to me how, just because like essentially it is, it's it's a dairy, you know, it comes from, you know, cheese. Um, yeah, hard to describe how it comes from. But anyway, uh, apparently that's fairly sustainable for the environment. Um, so that may be something, you know, if you're someone who says, okay, I need a lot of protein, protein powders like i'm not someone who advocates for using that much protein powder i think that they're overused and i think they're oversold to us but theoretically most protein powders both vegan and animal sourced are probably pretty good for the environment overall so like really this whole debate you know like can we eat healthy and be sustainable mainly just comes down to how do we get our protein because that's the hardest thing. Like that's when we talk about the foods that are terrible for the environment, supposedly it's the protein sources, right? It's, it's the meats for the most part. And it's hilarious too, because like I read on here and I'll like ask the question like, okay, well is, you know, grass fed beef as opposed to these grain fed, you know, like, uh, yeah, is grass fed beef better, better for the environment than grain fed beef? Now we all know that there's loopholes in that, like what's really grass fed or organic. And it's so funny because like the whole debate is super politicized depending on someone's point of view. So like if you go to DaveAsprey.com, Dave Asprey is a, a very famous biohacker and you know, he's big now in the, we should be eating meat camp. So on his website, here's what it says. Literally listen to the contrast between these two sources. He says, um, okay, factory farm beef is wrecking your health on the planet. Feedlots contribute to soil erosion, water pollution, fossil fuel consumption, and poor air quality, among other issues. Grass-fed beef is different. When animals have room to graze, they improve land use, nutrient and manure management, and soil health. All those benefits translate into a reduced carbon footprint. Plus, grass-fed meat is more ethical, sustainable, nutrient-dense than industrial meat, has more antioxidants, omega-3s, trace minerals, and vitamins. The answer to climate change isn't to stop eating meat. Eat organic, grass-fed beef, sourced as locally as possible. If it's too expensive, eat less of it. Then here we go. Okay, so onegreenplanet.org tells me the exact opposite. So 
In fact, each pound of grass-fed beef produces 500% more greenhouse gases than grain-fed. Grain-fed cows also produce one-third of the methane of grass-fed, partially due to their shorter lifespan, though both contribute to methane and nitrous oxide emissions. But then it's hilarious, because if you Google this, like what I just read to you was what Google showed me in like big, bold, purple letters when I Googled it. However, like the rest of that article goes on to say, there is a common argument, though, that the grazing cows help produce more grass and improve the soil, which sequesters carbon dioxide underground. The validity of this argument isn't proven, but it likely doesn't make up for the negative impacts. So long story short, it's a mess trying to figure it out, okay? And it's also funny because Google is biased because Google is on the environment, you should eat less meat and more plants side of things when you Google it. Google shows you the part that says meats are bad for the environment. Anyway, um, you know, um, the other thing I haven't even touched on in this is hunting. And this is something that I've actually started, well, wanting to learn more. Uh, you know, I need, I need to learn to hunt, essentially. I have some friends who hunt, and they get meat for me that way. Obviously, someone shoots a deer here in Minnesota. Um, that's theoretically a lot uh, less environmentally impactful than feeding a cow a whole bunch of grains and stuff on a feedlot and having the cow farting methane up into the atmosphere all day long. I don't know. But then, like, you read about hunting, and it says, well, actually, there's still a lot of environmental impacts to that, blah, 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 blah. But theoretically, for a lot of reasons, I do feel that I should learn to hunt uh, for my own food, not just for environmental purposes. So working on that. Um, I don't know. So, you know, the answer to the question of can we be environmentally, you know, sustainable and healthy at the same time with our diets? It's a tricky one. Um, like I said, it really comes down to protein. Um, I'm an advocate that we should for our health be eating animal sources of proteins. I mean, like what I try to do, and mainly this is just me trying to feel good about myself at the end of the day saying, well, even though I eat a lot of meat, I do these other things. Here's some other simple things we can do to theoretically be better for the environment. Walk more often. Don't use your big Ford F-150 car just to drive three blocks to the grocery store. Less plastic bottles. Don't waste food. This is a big one in the U.S. What are we, Americans, I think we waste like 40% of our food. It's disgusting. So I do pretty well in those three aspects of walking more than using my car using not very many plastic bottles and not wasting food. So I don't know. That's me trying to say that I'm good for the environment, even though I'm probably not. I'm just a fairly large human being that sucks in about 4,000 calories a day of a lot of foods that are theoretically bad for the environment. But I did my best, and maybe by recording this podcast, I made you think about it a little bit. All right, that's all I got for today. We'll talk again soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Let's all make health and fitness a part of our daily lives. Get out there and do it.